Airplanes are loud today. I know you can't hear the ones in your head, but yeah, the ones, no, the ones that feed me all of my, my oatmeal and and applesauce. All my chems, (laughs) all my chemtrails. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The ones I get all my regular chemtrails from. (laughs) Yeah. Normal kids. Like here comes the airplane and they open their mouth and you you just cover your ears and go, not again, not again. So loud. (laughs) Can can you imagine how upsetting it would be if somebody's like, here comes the airplane. They're doing the whole thing. Get you to open their mouth or get them. Well, you, them, the baby. If you're if you're the baby or the person, and you're sure. this choice. Oh, they open their mouth and you just blow right in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think even as a baby, that would be just ruinous. <laughs> I was going to say, if the baby gets suspicious of here comes the airplanes, because they've been watching Alex Jones. And so mm. I assume... <laughs> So it's just a little radicalized baby. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. They've been getting the Infowars zone, and uh, (laughs) well, I was thinking like blowing in their mouth is like the chemtrail. Right, right. Yeah, you'd be the chemtrail, right? Like if they're not, you know, gonna if the baby refuses to get their their vaccine, you spray the (laughs) the vaccine gas that the airplanes are dropping. You know, in in a in a in a wider context, any any trick you can play on a small child to get them to open their mouth and then just blow forcefully. (laughs) <laughs> right in the hole. Just to get him to really mistrust everyone early. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. My name is... Mr. Sour Pickle. They are the visionaries. Rappling hood. Unlock it. It's all about helping people. Hold up with people. Oh, you're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. Hey, Rube. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? To help them fight Mondragor. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And listen, folks, today we are back for our final part of the computer-generated explode a special... Mm, CGI Explodapalooza. Thank you. We're doing the third one. We're doing the third one. We're <laughs> delivering what people wanted for some reason. Um, I, I think it's a bad idea at this point. Um, Austin, but you know what? I need what? to interrupt you really quick, if yeah. you will allow me. Yeah. I think this episode could really use a theme. Uh-huh. I'm so glad you asked. And I would love it if you could help I'm us I'm so with glad that. you asked, because, look, themes are back. We need to sort of breathe some life into maybe some shows that we don't love. Um, and look, look, some stale, <laughs> lifeless computer animation of the 90s needs a little bit of zazz. So uh, our theme this week is we are actually, we're betting it all on the ponies, which I know you're thinking we've already done before. Well, that's part of the theme is that we have relapsed on our gambling and we are back betting it all on the ponies. And it's a real problem because it seemed like we had all of our financial shit in order. Um, you know, we were we were kind of, you know, pulling things in a positive way. And now... Ah, oh, what a shame. We're back and we're betting it all on the ponies. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry that you're back into the betting. I, well, I'm, you're here I, too. Yeah, but I'm not into the horses. I'm over here on a on a <laughs> sorry. On a, you know how many a, times a I've had to explain machine. that to a to a police officer? I'm not I'm not into the <laughs> horses, officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm on a I'm on a slot machine and uh I'm having a strange experience where if I look closely enough, it kind of looks like the skin of my fingers is starting to grow around the handle. 
Um, oh, gross. I'm worried I'm going to slowly become one with the machine, you're, which is going to be fine for me because I don't really leave anyway. It's a condition called Lego hand, I believe, is that gives you just sort of a weird <laughs> cup, a cup-shaped hand that just lets you pull mm-hmm. uh, levers and, and I guess click into little like <laughs> poles and plastic brick things. Yeah. <laughs> Rory, what are you doing here at the at, at, at the Gamble, the House of Gambles? Um, you know, what I normally do is I take, I take my chips and I spread them. I mean, I don't know, you know, I guess, are we only at the ponies or with the full house of gambles? Cause I guess we're I'm a little at the unclear. full, this is a, this is a house of gamble that has the ponies and the slots. And <laughs> it's got, it's got, else, everything, it's got yeah. everything going on. I like to split all my money into <laughs> all the different piles. Um, all the red and black little, little spots you can bet on, on the roulette table. Okay, and I never mm-hmm. lose, and I never lose. Wow, really? you never How does lose. that? Do you come out on top really with that, or oh, do I does it make matter? money, or do I lo- or do I lose the game? Because I feels like right. we're talking about well, questions. <laughs> <laughs> right, who cares about losing money if I always win, Andy? Yeah, I go to the I go. Yeah, I bet on the horses, and you bet on every horse. You can't lose. It's a system. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Okay, that's totally. great. Um, well, look, while we're while we're losing it all, um, we might as well talk about what show we watched today because this was this was something heavily. It's making implied. us lose our minds. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to ever say that you're going to experience like an off an off week for this podcast because every week <laughs> is incredible. Um. But boy, I don't know if any of us are feeling it this week. And that's unfortunate because the show we're watching is Beast Wars, uh, Transformers Beast Wars. And I know it's a universally beloved show, pretty much. And we had specific patrons that I think really sort of heavily hinted that we had to do this show. And they're, Mm -hmm. I think, wrong and bad. Dead wrong Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) boy... Uh, they they voted with their dollars to get it, to get to this point. Um, it's not how I would spend my money. I would have spread it out amongst equal, you know, all the different horses at the horse track. Um, yeah, exactly. But it's what so they chose win. to pay for, so I would win every race. Yeah. Now i I have a theory, which is that, uh, as will happen when we do one week with a show. And we don't really know it that well, and we're picking episodes that sound interesting or weird. I think there's a bit of a selection problem, which is not to say that this isn't reflecting poorly on the show as a whole, which it absolutely is. I just also think that the things people love about this show are not in the two episodes we've watched. You know what I mean? In Almost a similar way like that reboot. we talked about yeah. reboot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's made by the same company. So, you know. I, maybe maybe that's part of their brand is that they're eighty percent shit and twenty percent <laughs> canon, uh-huh. and I I don't know something about Transformers that is sort of difficult to replicate as an adult viewer uh, is that the characters are the toys, and this is not in a way that it is not I don't think one to one with so many other properties, even ones where like yeah sure GI Joe's a GI Joe, but like. Your Transformer transforms like the Transformer on the show. Like, everything is sort of mm-hmm. unified in a way that I'm sure is dope and cool. 
I had various Beast Wars toys. I mean, I'm sure they're still somewhere buried in in this house. Like, I think I had maybe a Rat Trap and maybe a Rhinox. They were they were bringing up very specific sense memories for me. So I noticed with Rat Trap specifically. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, he's animated. He's animated exactly like the toy in this. Like you can see, instead of having this sort of like prehensile tail that moves around during the show, it's like glued to his back, <laughs> just like you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It's it's yeah. odd, but it's also like that's the exact way that I think that they built hype. That I'm, specificity yeah. to the to the type. When of I'm care, thinking about Beast Wars, I had some rosy memories of beast wars and after watching the show i realized that my all of my rosy memories are really just on how fucking dope the optimus primal toy was that i had like it was a really great <laughs> toy it was a really great toy and right when i actually think about it, like i did not actually watch watch that much of the show and i think it's because it's well it's, well think it's bad well here's the here's here's my here's my little hot take we i i i don't i don't love starting an episode with us being like the show that we watched and that you're gonna listen to us talk about for the next like 30 to 50 minutes is bad and we hated it unfortunately that's true today but i do want to i do want to do a little bit of lip service to like my memory of of watching this which is that i i remember tuning into this show and having several experiences one of which is I jumped way too far into like a three-parter and I don't know what the fuck is going on. Another is this is really just kind of a dumb one-off. And a third one is I'm literally not even paying attention. I'm just letting the visuals wash over me. Yes. And I never yes. got to watch it in order. And because of that, I'm I'm not experiencing the thing that, that most fans are like loving about this show, especially in retrospect. But like, I don't think, I don't know how much an, a, a normal kid's experience of watching Beast Wars would have been that different from mine. You know what I mean? Like, how right. many kids actually watched this in order? I don't right. I literally don't know that. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you on the visuals front because I feel like I do have that memory, and it is as hard as it is for maybe people born later to understand how mm-hmm. um, even like. Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo, my <laughs> jaw dropped at the visual quality. Like, like seeing yep. this on TV, as silly as it seems now, was kind of a visual spectacle. And yeah. again, boy, it's so hard to imagine that now. I just had to really be in a different mindset. Because well, this it, show won a daytime Emmy for like outstanding achievement in animation in 1997. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, God, it looks like ass. It looks worse than reboot. It looks like ass. In a way, in a weird way, it does. It ha- the, the 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 models have more polygons. The textures look better, but. Something about it is worse, and I, I I don't really I can't really put my finger on it. Well, I can. Um, I think well, I think the problem is you have the is the characters themselves. I think you don't really have human characters, and you lose some of that like connection there. And you have a lot of these animals that are far more difficult to animate naturalistically, and so they move in this sort of like jerky, <laughs> gross, posy, gross way. 
um, where the, I think the rigging on these animals is very different from the way they were able to just sort of rig the sprites and reboot like people. Um, and so you have these just God awful animations for these bots. And, and <laughs> yeah. They just, Oh God, it's bad. Also as an aside, I don't want to, I'm not trying to dox myself here, but I live by the airport. <laughs> I live by SeaTac <laughs> airport and the airplanes. If you hear it on my track tonight are extremely out tonight. They are, like prowling the skies. <laughs> the airplanes are out with, tonight. <laughs> with their big engines right into my microphone. So if you hear some weird noise on that <laughs> front, it is entirely because of that. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just imagining you opening your like pulling the curtains on your window and mean mugging an airplane and <laughs> angrily closing. <laughs> I'm trying to record <laughs> this guy. Uh we should we should we should uh you know Toss, toss the dice and, and, and dive right in on this, I think. Everybody, we are back. It is episode fourteen of Beast Wars: Colon Transformers. Uh, it is called Double Dinobot, and we're going to explain in brief detail about the characters you're going to hear about in a second. But let's just let's just read the synopsis. Megatron uses a non-transforming clone of Dinobot to try and shut down Sentinel, while Terrorsaur traps the real Dinobot in a cave. Later, when the real Dinobot escapes his prison, the two Dinobots face each other in a beast mode battle. This is due to the real Dinobot discovering that the clone cannot transform. Cool. And there's another sentence in the real uh, the real synopsis, but I'm 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 avoiding it because it's a spoiler for the very end, and I don't want it to rob us of the only thing worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something else I want to say before we get into discussion, but I was realizing that. Transformers is one of those interesting generational properties that I think, I mean, almost every kid just due to the toys, like gets into Transformers, the toys at one point or another, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like every kid, like Pokemon at this point, it's just like, they're kind of always available and you're kind of always going to find a way in. But yep. the, the, I feel like the generations that actually got into Transformers as like lore is a real sort of like here, uh, like is a real sort of once in a while generation. Sure, a moment. Gets yeah, like a moment. the right hits the right show or something at their right time when they were born mm -hmm. or something. Because you have the '80s Transformer generation that still know a lot about Cybertron, Cybertron lore. Right, like people like my brother's age specifically memorize. Yeah, and then you know you've got I think you know obviously some some kids in our generation vibed with Beast Wars. And in Carolina, I knew a lot of enough. them. It was very yeah. popular at the time. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's also again why I kind of hate having to do this. But boy, was I not! I know. I'm not excited today. <laughs> um, 
But did you know that I didn't even realize this? They are making the next Transformers movie film live action is yes. Transformers: the Rise of the ones? Beasts. Yeah, yeah. the The sequel to Bumblebee, which is the last one they did. They're doing Rise <laughs> of the Beasts. Uh, they're doing yeah Beast Wars in the in the movie franchise. Uh, so I actually have a I, I have a little quote that I want to read because I find it very funny. This is from the the Wikipedia article about Beast Wars Transformers. Uh, it says in in June 2017, producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura stated that a film adaptation of Beast Wars was not in plans. As he explained, I'm probably not the one to be asking that question because I don't get Beast Wars. You know, thankfully, I'm not the only vote on it, but I never quite understood. They kind of feel like incompatible to me. You have animals, robots. We're used to cars. <laughs> we're we're a car <laughs> we're a car nation. You know. Well, it is it is an odd thing. So, like, I mean, animals are cool, and I so and I do think I like that the the bifurcation between the two forms is bigger. Like a car to robot, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't always work. I feel like as a you know, a lot of the toys aren't cool cars, yeah. right? But the rules for Beast Wars are very odd. Like they have to, re- like Beast Mode is is a is dog shit. I guess like they always talk. There's in both these episodes, there's commentary about how like Beast Mode is definitely way worse than Robot Mode. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. also they have to eat food, <laughs> and they can only do that as beasts. I do. They have okay. to eat real food. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this up right away, because it is so unclear. I understand they have to be some sort of biomechanical synthesoid or something, right? Like, they have to be some variation, because they eat they eat and shit, and, like, but then they also talk about, like, my circuits and everything. Like, so they're, they're, they're robot, you know, it's, again, it's unclear. And, and like you mentioned, Rory, with the robot with car mode, like, cars don't have arms. Cars don't have arms, and so it's very delineated, like, why you would need to transform. You know, you either go fast, like a vehicle does, or you become mm-hmm. a person who or, has arms. Or you hold gun. Yes, or hold gun, and or lo- or cradle me in, in your big arms, or whatever. <laughs> um, any of those <laughs> things whatever, you could, you you could do. do, you can't do in car mode. And uh, with with beast mode and person mode, robot mode, it's just like... Maximal kind mode. Of, thank you. Maximal mode and beast mode. Yeah, it makes less sense. And so they they don't have the same you find them like they did in these shows, just sort of randomly transforming back and forth with no real need one way yeah. or the other. It's odd because it's also like it's in the lore of this show that this takes place in the same universe as regular Transformers, just super far in the future. And the Maximals are like literal descendants of the Autobots, and in the same way that the the pre- the what do they call the Predacons are descendants of the Decepticons. Like and they yet, fucked and somehow, kids. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, there's always weird lore and stuff about like the did the Optimus Prime fuck stuff. a gorilla? Like, they're, they're alive. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, I mean, you're led to assume it's some sort of weird robot evolution, but I, I truly, I don't understand because I didn't do the research, but the idea that way far in the future, we'd end up with descendants of these two separate groups and we have an Optimus Prime and we have a Megatron is just, is a lot to swallow if you're an adult trying to think about it. As a kid, it's like, okay, cool, Optimus Prime's a gorilla now and Megatron's a T-Rex and we're just going to move on with it. 
and I understand that, but it does it does rankle me to some degree mm-hmm, that they're I'm both rankled. the same characters, but also descendants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's odd. Well, and the other problem, the other rankle I have is with this <laughs> world is that <laughs> with with Transformers, the original, uh, they were on Earth. They came from their planet Cybertron, or whatever, and they came to Earth and turned into flatbed trucks or whatever, and. <laughs> Right. The purpose was that they could also be, you know, robots in disguise and interact with human uh-huh. beings. In- because it had de- mm-hmm. definite stakes. They had a right. reason to disguise and they had uh, some, a- a- and we, the viewer, had a purpose for caring about the outcomes. Right. And they were on Earth. Yeah. And, and there were yeah, battles exactly. of Earth and human beings. In, in Beast Wars, they are apparently on a uninhabited planet. Or some sort, some of, sort of war planet, some sort of this is some sort of designated battle zone, but that has they, nobody else on it except no these, these living fighters, life except it, the beans, the, except the bean vine, <laughs> right? Right, and so you just you they wind up in these sort of completely lifeless environments only with only them, and there's no like I have no dog in this fight or whatever, no, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't it, know that well, they do, you do. Want, I mean, no. they hate each other. But I don't know what's at stake. <laughs> right. I don't know why you can't just Do you want the, the canon answer on this? Sure. It is some sort of like war planet, right? There are those sort of uninhabited planet to, to do battle for the sake well, of the galaxy or whatever. K- kind of. This planet has so much Energon on it, which I guess they like. Everybody likes Energon. Yeah. This planet oh, has so energon. much fucking Energon that apparently it's poisonous to all of them and they take on these like alternate beast forms for protection because their robot forms are hurt by the energon. Oh sure, mm. so the beast form is fully like real animal and and then protected from this basically rust this rust. But wait, but they want the energon? Is that what you did you say that? <laughs> I I guess I don't know. <laughs> so that's so uh, we you have explained why they turn into beasts instead of cars because cars might rust as well as robots. You have not explained why they're mm-hmm. there or what the stakes are for either side. Just to be clear, yeah, R- yeah, or like even if there were other beasts, you know, if there were like a a, a pack of cheetahs or rhinos or something that mm-hmm. they could be in disguise with. Uh, you know, I know that's not the tagline <laughs> for this series. There is no no. Okay, the the Transformers wiki says it's their fuel. Okay, so wait. Did you say the Wit Wiki, the Sam Wit Wiki, the the Transformers Wiki? Okay, Sam Wit Wiki. Yeah, I know. Okay, so something that annoyed me about this because it feels like such an obvious whiff on on adding cool and adding uh, just just differences between the different the different characters. Uh, It seems to make no difference in terms of strength or speed or like viability as a as a as a animal choice aside from the one flying pterodactyl um all of the characters seem like the cheetah is just as fast as the gorilla the rat is uh-huh. a little bit smaller but like he's his size seems to keep up fine yeah it, like it, it doesn't come up as like a limitation or a boon. Uh-huh. I mean, we only watch two episodes, so I'll give them a little bit of credit. But we frequently see them all running as a pack to to shit. Yeah. And also, the the rat seems to wildly vary in scale 
and <laughs> yeah, he, he's very mm-hmm. small and then transforms and he's just as big as the the raptor. Uh-huh. So who knows what that says? <laughs> so my point is like that just that is one other layer where they have flattened this show and 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 lost my ability to engage with. At the very least, shouldn't I want to? Shouldn't it be cool or different or something? When the rhino and the cheetah go to battle with the decept or with the predacons rather than the gorilla and the rat, like totally. these things, these things are different elements you can use to to spice shit up, and they yeah. didn't at all. Well, and I just the whole time I was watching this was feeling like they are trying to hit so hard above their weight class for this show, like for the technology they have, the capability is. It feels animators. like they thought they were making Batman TAS, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the their ability to to do storytelling with this limited technology is just not there. Like it's just not there and you can tell again they had ambition for it, but it comes off as a mess. Like you said flattened. Like it's so flat. It's just flat and an empty world. Yeah, that it just it just reinforces all of that. It's tough because when you look online, the people who talk about Beast Wars like I I I was tempted for us to watch a specific episode that everyone literally across any place that I found said was the best episode. But the caveat was that it was like the finale to Dinobots, like whole show long, like character arc. And I was like, I don't think we're going to appreciate that or even understand why this is cool uh, we when we're jumping in blind. But, <laughs> we, but we having, now seen, having now seen some of it, uh, I, I am suspicious that this that this multi-season arc might not have been the uh the rise and fall it's not shakespeare the rise and fall of don <laughs> draper that, that that they said it that they set it out to be i mean dinobot did win an oscar for his performance as dinobot <laughs> uh all right let's really briefly talk about this plot uh yeah. i can summarize it I mean, I already read the summary, but I'll just summarize it again in one sentence, which is that the bad guy makes an evil clone of one of the good guys and then tries to replace him with him. And it kind of backfires and it doesn't work. Well, kind of. There's some there's some shenanigans. So it works for most of the episode. And this clone, I mean, he is a clone. So props on that, I guess. But like he's he's virtually indistinguishable from Dinobot. Except in terms as a, as a character, the way he's, his mannerisms and his supposed motivations, mm-hmm. until every once in a while, when he when he's bidden his time long enough, he'll he'll do something rat finky, which is kind of neat. But mostly, it feels like I mean, it feels like nonsense because a character who talks and acts a certain way, and he's he's this sort of Predacon uh, turncoat, yes, uh, and, and so. And so a slightly the Prince evil, Zuko, the Prince Zuko yeah. of the show. So yeah, so, but if Zuko turned in season one, yeah. so this clone character though, him acting mean and Predacon-y isn't suspicious, and and as a result, not only does nobody really figure it out, um, also as a viewer, you're not experiencing a different character or a different shade of the character. Yeah. Or any, like, this right. is just who he is. Right, because Dinobot's again. a bastard already. And he, he yeah. talks in this sort of evil <laughs> thing like this. And like, yes, apparently I'm a good guy. And then the the, the bad one also yeah. talks like that. And so you're like, oh, no. <laughs> At last, an 
into the bottom. Dinobot, maximize! There was a there was a line between uh, between. I'm sorry. What's the uh, what's the the Megatron version it's name? Just called Megatron. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just Megatron. Megatron. They gave up hard. Optimus Prime <laughs> gets Optimus Primal, and then they gave up for Megatron. <laughs> sure. So he's he's having a conversation with Dinobot, and I, the 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 one smile this episode got out of me was him being like. Oh, you are a most enchanting creature. I may just clone the rest of my troops. <laughs> <laughs> Though it's interesting because I, I got the vibe there. I started to realize that this version of Megatron is kind of fun. He's like kind of a more fun mm-hmm. Megatron. I think he they is. made him a he's little... He's a little more slapstick. I was going to say he's a little yeah. more, I don't know, mincing? Like he's yeah, a little more, a little queer coded, maybe a little sort of like, oh, I'm a little fussier. I'm- he's <laughs> he's mildly a fuck up. Yeah, he's not quite as you know just pure evil, flat mm-hmm. as the, the original. So this one, yeah, this one's kind of a a sillier villain. <laughs> uh, I I appreciated there was. Uh, both of these episodes feature the Dinobot and Rat Trap dynamic to some extent, uh, which is it's it's a it's a tried and true kind of boring trope where we've just got two sort of disagreeable characters who constantly bicker. Uh, mostly, I just got exhausted listening to them because it seems like they're bickering for no reason uh, and they have no actual beef with each other. But uh, but I don't know. I liked I liked seeing the clone Dinobot literally try and push Rat Trap into a, like a lava flow. There was uh-huh. something kind of like the, like maybe Cathartic? the one moment of stakes in the show. Oh. That, yeah, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> like you were Same. excited for Rat Trap to die. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's also unfortunate because the first. I mean, this is on us because we weren't as familiar with the characters with this episode, but jumping in and we have Megatron sounding sort of evil and schemy and doing a Frankenstein to make, uh, to make Dinobot. Who's also this clone Dinobot. Who's also sounding evil and schemy. And then we cut away to the pterodactyl one who's sounding evil and schemy talking to the real Dinobot. (laughs) It's a little unclear at the time that that's the real Dinobot. Uh Yeah. It's messy. And they're all just sort of, everybody is snarling at each other. And for the first six to eight minutes of this show is just just like, God, fucking stop. I mean, yeah. that's also the Decepticon, or yeah, that, the Predacon voices are in in aggregate, um awful. Like yeah. one you get one <laughs> character who sounds who sounds like that. You can't do you can't do an entire cast yeah. of villains. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad, especially because also the cast is majority 90, 90% male, 100% male in this episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just all the dude voices, even even just white dude voices, they really don't go very creative on them. But that's yeah. also because nope. uh, looking at IMDb, a bunch of actors play multiple characters in this. So save yeah. that money, baby. Yep. Uh, the one noteworthy thing that we should talk about happens at the very end when, obviously, they figure it out. The real Dinobot shows up and he completely fucks up the clone Dinobot. Uh, except he <laughs> he reveals how he did it. It's odd because it's off camera. So, uh, so 
it came as a twist. Even having read the synopsis and knowing it was going to happen, <laughs> uh, the way that they revealed it still sort of shocked me in a way. Um, <laughs> what did they reveal, Ray? <laughs> well, they cut back to Dinobot, and to me, it is, and he's in his dino form, so he's literally indistinguishable from the clone to begin with. But they all believe he's the real one now for what I would say is no reason. Uh, and uh-huh. mm-hmm. he tells them the clone's not going to be a problem anymore because he ate him. <laughs> In he's, utero? I don't know. <laughs> he just ate him right up. He ate his own clone. Yeah. yeah. He ate him. And he said, I'm afraid he's gone for good. A shame, really. He was such a handsome creature. And uh, quite tasty. And then he, like, toothpicks, a f- like, a chunk of the clone out of his, effort between his um, teeth. Like and it skin? slaps against Optimus Primal's face. Yeah. Yeah. And Optimus Primal goes, you're disgusting. That's <laughs> might be the, I think the best line of the episode was the delivery <laughs> on the you're disgusting. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate yeah. it. Um, it's it's well timed <laughs> because it's also just as stunning that that's how they chose to end this. It, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's weird because with a clone, like with this type of quote comedy, there's just, I don't know, there's some expected farce that you can get out of, or just interesting action out of the two, there being two. And I don't think we really yeah. got it. I don't think we got it um, the way we could. Not at all. Uh, but then the big twist is based on a, an audience misdirect, where one Dinobot knocks out the other. And he says in his indistinguishable voice, <laughs> Ooh, Megatron will reward me for this. And you think, oh, well, the only person who would say that is the evil one. Like, really mm-hmm. only. And then we find <laughs> out, oh, that was the good one. And he faked it. And then. Yeah, he he said an evil line to no one to, for no reason. Yeah, alone in a room. Uh huh. And it's like, see, we faked you out. Aren't we clever? Like, no, you're not. You... <laughs> that in no way is that like a clever fool. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, and what's then... that? Is it time to leave? I was gonna say, yeah, it might be time for an ad. It might be time to roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's. I mean, the the pit boss is coming over. Because Andy's hand has become Lego hand, and it's <laughs> creeping out all of the other old ladies that are that are at the slot machine. So, I think it's time to go. Hey, Austin. Yes. I know that we have a new sponsor, and I know another thing. Do you know what that other thing is? Uh, I'm. I can guess, but I want you to say it. I know that you want to talk about it. Yep, that's what I guessed. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good guess. I have a new sponsor for us, and it is a very exciting prospect called Bigger Kisses. Yes, yes. So our new sponsor today is Bigger Kisses, and we are incredibly thankful to be monetarily compensated by Bigger Kisses. <laughs> um, and this is going to be, at first you're going to think, well, wait, what is this? Is this literally getting kisses with a bigger pair of lips? Like from a bigger person who's giving me bigger kisses? 
like a new type of person, like a new type of human with lips so big that the kisses are just, you know, completely unbelievable, right? Yeah. That's what you were, that's what I assume you're thinking. That's what we're all thinking. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. That's what bigger <laughs> kisses are. Um, the, the, you know, the big pharma scientists, they've, they've, they're rich on all of this, on the, all the vaccine money that they've been making, um, giving us all those, those great vaccines, but they, they got all the spending money now that they've, you know, sort of figured it out and they've got all this money and they're like, what do we do now with all this cash, all this dough we've got? And they've thought, let's engineer, let's keep on helping people. Let's engineer people with, with big <laughs> lips so that the kisses can just, you know, completely enrobe you, basically. Can you give me an idea of how big we're talking? Like, um, maybe with a unit of measure? Well, you know, I, I don't want to come in here with a measuring tape, uh, because I just, I, I can't do that right now. You know, okay. the science okay. is, is working on it, but also, why do you have to put a limit on human imagination? Was it Andy? bigger than a donkey's kiss? Um, I think it's safe to say it's bigger than a donkey's kiss. Cause you know what, Rory? Oh, if uh, we could have just had donkey kisses, <laughs> then we would have done that, wouldn't we? We would just transition to getting kissed by donkeys. Um, but so no, then it's they are it's bigger. bigger than anything that could kiss previously. It's bigger than anything that could kiss you before. <laughs> and um. And we're not just talking about the lips, okay? Oh. We're talking about the whole mouth, the whole face, but it is all sort of in service of the kissing ability. Um, yeah. So this is an incredibly exciting prospect that essentially you're not even going to know what to do with this. Like, it's going to come in <laughs> and the kiss is just going to basically absorb you into it. Um, and you're going to feel so much love, you know, from this entity mm. uh, that is deciding to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happens to regular kisses once these roll out? Well, you know, it's kind of what happened to first gen iPods, Andy. Oh. Uh, maybe someday they'll become an ironic collector's item, original kisses. <laughs> but for now... You know, they're going to get phased out once people sort of know what this feels like. Get ready, get ready for, for getting a kiss to be like getting a Zune. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, at this point, it's just, what do I do with this? There's just not much, it, it, you know, it's just nothing compared to a very big kiss from a very big kissing entity. Can I kiss this mouth monster back? Oh, no, 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 please don't. No, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Next question. Okay, I do have one more question. Okay. Uh, in the before times when I was dumb, I would kiss people I was intimate with directly. Mm. Now, hmm. okay. what happens when I want to express my love to another person? Do we both need separate kissable entities to sort of do it simultaneously? Uh, um, no, I mean, you. well, it depends on how much money you have. You know, like if you can afford two full separate kissable entities or KEs, um, uh, then that's great. And I think you can work that out with your sort of financial situation. Um, you know, it's definitely one way to kind of show off Andy, how much money you have, uh, kind of rub great. it in a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. but typically I think you can get a two for one. Got um, it. 
So you get one, and then they can do two big kisses. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, this sounds very exciting, and I'm excited for the paradigm of human affection to sort of finally take a new leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been stagnant for a while. I'll be the first one to say it. Right. Yeah. And here's the problem. Not enough ways to monetize it. Right. Sure. And you're getting subpar results. Now, so are, so do do I have to put a quarter? Do I have to give money to my kissable <laughs> entity? You have to if fill you... out a, 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 10, a 1060. Okay. You got to tip them. A 1060K is the, the sort of the form you fill out. And then, yes, I mean, you, you, you know, you pay for the ability to use a kissable entity that's being developed and then you can fill out a form once you can pay oh sure so you don't it. actually so every, you don't own you don't own the kissable entity after oh, you no. paid oh no oh no definitely not no no this is that this is, is not, like this is this, this is some is amazon prime they stuff provide. yeah 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 i'm renting it at the at the behest of i'm assuming amazon mhm mhm and it lives only to do big kisses <laughs> <laughs> well thank you austin uh-huh what no, no. <laughs> Undo it. Put it back in your mouth. Folks, the second episode of Transformers Beast Wars that we watched is called The Low Road, episode 22. Uh, Tarantulas infects Rhinox with a cold-like virus, the worst virus, uh, which causes him (laughs) to expel his Energon. Well, there we go. Yeah, so they run on Energon. Uh, In the form of destructive hiccoughs. Uh, that's a portmanteau of hiccups and coughs. It's just, I, don't I think, think it's a, a, an, an old timey accepted way to write hiccup. Oh, well, fair enough. It's weird uh, and I hate it. Cause I don't remember him hiccup. I don't remember him hiccuping in the, in the episode. Am I, was he? He did a bit. I, he does early. Okay. A little bit okay, early. Okay. Mostly then it sneezes. <laughs> Moving on. Eventually he will not only destroy the Axelon, but himself as well. Dinobot and Rattrap must cooperate for once as Whoa. they search for Tarantula's lab, hoping he has the counter virus. Counter virus? Which normal people call an antivirus, right? Or, or a vaccine? Or, a, well, I mean, not or a vaccine. Yeah. Because of va- or an antidote? Yeah. Yeah. Counter virus seems just sort of like you don't know what you're talking about but that, that's fine yeah. i mean bob it's forward. bob forward yeah it's written by bob forward i'm sure he knows what he's talking about <laughs> uh bob forward my old friend <laughs> uh this one is <laughs> really something <laughs> yeah it sure was this is no hold uh, on, Andy. Can you tell us why you picked this episode? What what sort of the internet gate? What reasons the internet gave you to pick it? Well, uh, I think of, it's the ending, right? You liked the ending. Well, part of it is that I look. 
I'm not too proud to say that I thought the idea of a a literal machine getting sick, hiccuping, and burping and shit seemed like a kind of a weird premise for us that we might find something fun to enjoy in. We found I will something. also I will also say that there's a sentence at the end of the synopsis that I've omitted because of spoilers. And I'd rather have us talk about it that also, you know, it, uh, it, 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 it's the reason it's, it's because of the, it's because of the explosion at the end. So let's, let's jump in. I want to, I want to talk about only a few things because this, we've talked so much already and this, this episode doesn't deserve to be that long, but the, the the this does this episode not start with what looks like an uncontrollable vine infestation? Yeah, that's what's happening. There's wild vines. beans apparently. Wild beans taking over the <laughs> the the maximals. Uh, I don't know field the field outside their house that they want to mm-hmm. keep clean of <laughs> clean of you know free of beans. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> Get a beans growing outside your house because they either do or don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I think Dinobot makes some sort of like lip service about how he's, you know, they don't lo- they don't want a bunch of vegetation growing because it's just asking for, you know, people to sneak up through it and they could get ambushed or whatever. I don't really know, but I I need I need us to briefly talk about this because Rory posted the screenshot. <laughs> the cock? As he is working, as he is trying to clear away some vines, he bends over completely and there is a shot of Dinobot from behind. We zoom up on this guy. This is this is <laughs> just uh, whatever the male gaze is for a di- you know dinothrop- dinothromorphic robots <laughs> is on this guy's butt, and um, I'm assuming this is a if, to giving it all credit where credit is due, um, potentially a one of the pitfalls of computer animation. They've built this whole model. And as characters move in odd ways, they're not concerned with things that they've, you know, with parts of the model that have been placed in what would normally make sense in an upright position. So he Uh bends over and it may have to be the image of our uh, our episode. I think we'll get banned. I don't, you can't, there's no such thing as a, there's no such thing as a robot penis. <laughs> oh, I beg the difference, but that's But he bends over, but not only do, not only do we see what seems to be a very sturdy chrome penis, uh, for some reason his butt cheeks are exposed as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, God, I mean, it's it like the, the full jeepers, you guys. It's the full jeepers. The robo grundle. <laughs> the full jeepers. <laughs> We've gone full circle on this podcast. It's the tasteful back of the sack and the button. It's the full jeepers. Well, and in the first episode, I also noticed that when Megatron's like sitting around being doing doing Frankenstein creation, he's got a mm-hmm. very phallic codpiece as well. Like mm. it's it's unfortunate um that they're just built with big with big eggplant emojis basically right where their where their dick would be. Um as well as Rat Trap also had some big cakes. Like he had yeah. some big orbular bums um in the back there. <laughs> he was, he was, they were bulbous. Nice and big. Uh but, but yeah, no, it's bad. They look bad. It's ter- it was very terrifying. Uh yeah. the the zoom in and the lingering on it mm-hmm. cannot be understated. Because they're what they're setting up, 
uh, is a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun horseplay. So, uh, so we zoom in, rhino play, we zoom in on Dinobots, full ass and full dangling Tarzan dick (laughs) and linger there. Then we pan over to Rat Trap, who's like, this is going to be hilarious (laughs) and throws Throws an alternately phallic-shaped bean. Like these, these beans are they're are humongous. more eggplant. They're they're humongous and uh, not very bean-shaped. A little bit no. more picular. A little more uh, cucumber. Picular, like I'm a pickle. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a pickle. <laughs> uh, and he just beams Dinobot right up the bee hole <laughs> with this bean. Yeah. Wow. It is. It is just. It's yep. incredible, incredible action. What good, what good choreography. Uh, a, a trunk servicing. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a, there's a Predacon attack. Uh, they arrive, they're trying to shut the, they've got this big shield, like uh, force field, and they're going to, sh- they're going to turn it on to protect themselves. But Dinobot and Rat Trap are outside of the perimeter and they don't want them to get trapped out there. So they're waiting for them to come in. They keep arguing and it's frustrating. And Rhinox, the big rhino boy, is like firing every bullet that they have at these bad guys waiting for them to come within the perimeter. And as he's doing that, he gets shot with a very spidery projectile from Tarantulas. And this delivers unto him the virus for this episode. And it is, yeah, it's bad. Um... Every time he sneezes, he essentially lasers a hole in their base, and that's not going to fly. They 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 are not going to be able to keep him around. And also, he's expending all of his energy on, so he's gonna his batteries are going to run out. So they kind of have to like, you know, attach jumper cables to him to the base, and they start using the base for his energy just to kind of keep him alive long enough so that they can go find the counter virus. And that is. 90% of our episode. Yeah, yep. because there's a bunch of bullshittery with Rat Trap and Dinobot just sort of off doing fuck all and mm-hmm. not really bringing it home until the end of the episode. And it, even at the end, the other Maximals show up and kind of take care of it as well. And so it was pointless. Yeah, they're pointless. Is pointless. So speaking of pointless, there's a moment I want to bring up I think because in a fictional space where these are not real, like there's no real list, there's no real limitations for which character would show up and find Rat Trap and uh, and uh, Dinobot and and what their weapon would be. I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure they've already established whose weapons is what. But but the guy who catches them, they're arguing very close to the Predacon base, and I, I'm not sure what the name of this Predacon who catches them is. Uh, but he has caught two characters arguing, right? Dinobot mm-hmm. and Rat Trap. And the one character they decided to use for this is a guy armed with a crossbow. Because he's like, stick him up. I've got you guys now. The the only character in the entire roster of, uh, of Predacons who cannot shoot two characters. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like... You guys... I mean, do you even think at all about the... Like you just don't. This show is so phoned in that it's it's upsetting. And again, this may seem like a minor nitpick in the context of, I think, the level of credibility we tend to give shows. But like, you could have had any character show up. Yeah. Or he could have had a different weapon, or been holding a rock, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, it's just it, the amount of thought that goes into them is it's just upsetting. Like uh-huh. for how much how beloved the show is and and my expectations going into it and all of it like you, every single time they have a chance to add narrative stakes or interest or dynamics or conflict they don't yeah no this is fully an easy way taken this is yeah this is like a contest of like do the least amount of work to get a finished episode go it, yeah. it really is like it really just was a huge nothing burger i there were a couple like two specific moment, moments that made me laugh outside of the very end one is that uh that you know, Dinobot and Rattrap are kind of dragging around an unconscious Tarantulas for a little while, um, and they keep arguing because that's all they do in this show, I guess. And Tarantulas wakes up and he's about to attack them, and he yells out, "Die, Maximus!" And they both just look at him and go, Shit! and they punch him out again, like immediately. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Didn't it was kind he of he also call them minimals. He called them <laughs> like playgrounds closed, minimos. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, what a burn! That's oh, not I the sick burn of the week. The, quick. the sick burn of the week was when Dinobot called Rat Trap cheese lips. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ, cheese lips. Probably the worst line I've heard in in months is just because it's so like. I don't know. It's it's not even by the book. Like no book would include this, where he's doing the cheese thing, the cheese insults, and Rat Trap responds. So I had a limburger sandwich for lunch. <laughs> I'm a rat. Give me a break. You're not. And no. that's that's not that's not <laughs> that's funny. Not thing. It's not this funny. Is, that's like a children don't know what a limburger is. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, Bob Forward is a bad joke. It <laughs> doesn't seem real, but well, I'll, I'll accept it. Speaking of bad jokes, so the Predacons have finally captured Rat Trap and, uh, and Dinobot. Um, and then uh, the Maximals who are clued in, I guess, somehow to the fact that they need to go. It's very, fu- it's very odd. They send two people on a mission for... 90% of this episode, and they're like, oh, we should all go. <laughs> so they all go. Yes. Um, and they get there, they sort of use Rhinox's virus sneeze to to blow through a wall. Um, okay, I guess, it, I guess it's a little bit of foreshadowing for what's to come, uh, because they need this antivirus, yeah. the counter virus from, uh, from Tarantulas. <laughs> and then Rhinox and, does come. And and Rhinox, they do bring him in. <laughs> now, I think now this is this is going to be good. This is going to get a little blue, but I, I want to preface this as the this is not the first time in this exact episode that they have really brought the camera in on the butt. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yep. they should have saved butt cam for this moment because Rhinox, Rhinox is feeling very, very ill. And uh, <laughs> and he's in his rhino form, and and they bring it down over his over his butt. They bring the camera down, uh, uh, down down his back to the to to the shapely buttocks. His tail is upright and erect, and <laughs> and we watch in in a sort of imaginary POV 
as Rhinox slowly spins his butt uh, towards the Predacons. His asshole opens up. They they modeled an asshole on the rhino. They gave him an asshole. And Megatron goes, oh, No, not that. And yeah, he and he does a he does an energon shard at the enemies, and <laughs> and we pan we and it's and an explosion scene from space. <laughs> yeah, we zoom out to outer space where the ripple is seen leaving Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> I like that it was kind of subtle from outer space yeah. that it wasn't this oh, like enormous sure. explosion. Like it's visible yeah. from outer space, but it's not like a big joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. a green uh-huh. cloud. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cut back to the waste that Rhinox's butthole has devastated upon the Predacons who are buried <laughs> in rubble. And luckily, the uh, uh, the countervirus is, is safe and easily obtainable. Yeah. And they grab it and feed it to him and keep him from any more, any more earth-shattering farts. Yeah. And, the, and I guess the day is saved or whatever. Um. Yeah. Um. But I, Bob Ford yeah. put in just so much, so much butt in this episode. He's yeah. butt forward. This episode <laughs> is butt forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, a fun, a fun note that I think is worth mentioning about Bob Forward, who again we've brought up many times as a writer in many different shows. I found writer his website, is a generous term. For <laughs> that's what we've true. Just... <laughs> that's true. I found his website. I found his personal website because I was kind of curious about oh, looking yeah. up his deets. And on his personal website, he is in his sixties now, I believe, if not, if not older. And he has m- current thirst trap photos uh, of him. Cut. Not, he's, he's got cum gutters. <laughs> he's got cum gutters. <laughs> it's, it's not, I thought it was photoshopped first, but then I looked at it. He's got multiple photos where he's like, he's a fucking cut old man with big abs and muscles. It's weird. We, we, it's Bob weird, Ford but we, now, we, we, know what he, we know what he's doing when he's claiming he's working nine to five as a writer. <laughs> I honestly, I still hope we can find a way to get him on the show because there's no I way we're so mean, and I would I not. I don't be nice. think he'll listen to any of our other episodes, and this is proof of it. Yes, that's true. But what are we going to do? Pretend no. we're fans, like some sort of weird, <laughs> some sort of weird performance piece. <laughs> well, we'll save that for if I can actually land him. You know, find his, <laughs> find his personal whale. email. Um, but that's regardless. Oh. Um, I just have I have a few other notes on this episode. Just a, there's a, a final line that I thought was kind of funny, and then also a little frustrating in in perspective because there's a moment when uh, Megatron is talking to whatever the lady the lady villain is. Uh, Black Arachne. Black Arachne. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Black Arachnea. Black Arachnea. Okay. Um. She was like, shouldn't we get rid of the counter virus? Like, why do we have this? Like, shouldn't we get rid of it? And Megatron is like, no! A bargaining chip should remain in play until the game is over. Yes. And then she's like, why do you always talk to yourself? Uh, I simply have a penchant for intelligent conversation. 
Yeah, oh, very witty, very droll. How droll, Megatron. But the the <laughs> the thing is, that conversation is to her though. Like he's <laughs> having, he's telling her like, no, we should keep a bargaining chip on the table because she asked him a direct question, and then she says, "Why do you talk to yourself?" Like he wasn't. He was literally. He was literally commenting, and you know, you know that he had that line ready to go. That like, that talk yes, to yourself line, about clever this. conversation. But it doesn't really fit where he's sort of put it into the script. No, no, no. My favorite line in this episode, because it implies a lot about world building that we'll never get, and I'm sad about it, is part of the argument between Dinobot and Rat Trap. Uh, I don't know. Rat Trap makes a vague threat to him. And Dinobot says, Being shot in the back by a malodorous mouse would not exactly earn me a seat in Silicon Valhalla. Oh. <laughs> and the existence of Silicon Valhalla is <laughs> one that I'd be I interested have in exploring. Several questions. <laughs> Let's go back to our high level questions that are pretty yeah. basic, ultimately. Um, does this show need to be CG? And second, secondarily, does it benefit from from it? I would mm. say so. For me, so definitely for the for the benefit, I would say no, only because of how phoned in the landscapes are. This 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 dead wasteland of polygons is a significant attractor to the yeah. show. Um, and the rest of it could have been hand drawn. I mean, I you you could say. It would be, I, I did what I did. What I saw out of out of the animation in these two episodes uh, was not a Attack on Titan commitment to to you know multi year projects. Uh huh. Well, I think when when the the suits or the powers that be had the idea to make this a CG show, I think they were thinking of the original Transformers and how easy it would, it would be for Autobots. Because it's a lot, CG is a lot better for doing cars because they don't stretch and shrink and have organic features, right? They're just cars. They're just cars and they go and they don't sort of like warp and have expressions. And, you know, you can do that much easier. It would look a lot better if they were Autobots. For Beast Wars, you kind of lose the whole point of Beast Wars is that they're like organic shapes. Yeah, for sure. And the CG at the time just isn't isn't up to it. So let's zoom out then. What's what was the best CG that we saw in these three weeks? Oh, I uh, mean, just just hmm. the quality of animation. Definitely uh, Hot Wheels. I think it could be Hot Wheels. Yeah. yeah, I think I. But I think that's you know that's because it was from like it's much newer. ten years that's after fair. this. That's totally fair. It's it's newer but it's also i think the way that they integrated the style i think the style choices they made uh it felt like a style it, it beast wars felt like they just kind of did what graphics were able to them at the time and 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 obviously it, you're handcuffed by that but you know it's one of those things where a lot of you know it's the same thing with like first person shooters right like realistic looking games um, not only are they handcuffed by their times, but they all look the same, ultimately. Mm-hmm. They don't have a yep. style. I think Reboot is probably the only one of the shows that we watched that needed to be CG. So that was sort of what my next um, question was going to be. Is like, Do we think any of them were better because they were CG? And I think that's more or less the answer. It's just, 
slightly different mm-hmm. phrasing of a question that I didn't ask, but it's mostly the same answer, right? Like reboot makes sense to be CGI. It's it's in this sort of cyberspace place. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All things being equal, one would probably argue that they'd all be better as hand-drawn animation. Of course, that's not always possible. That's an expensive right. project. Right. And I, I have a, 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 not a hot take, but I think I think a better animated Beast Wars with more, like even slightly more modern CG techniques could have been really quite good uh, in terms of like realizing its vision. As mixed media, Beast Wars could have been pretty cool if they did the sort of Japanese thing of, uh, you know, hand-drawn backdrops. Mm, yeah. And, and maybe... Um, Maybe the beasts are are hand drawn, or some of them, at the very least. Yeah, and like a Zoid style. Is, yeah, yeah, it could have been neat. Well, it would even be weird the, as fuck, but it would have been neat. The modern Voltron from Netflix did a lot of. You could tell the lions and Voltron were CG rendered, um, were three D rendered mm-hmm. uh, when they do all the transformation in space and all that kind of stuff. Like you can tell that's at least the, you know, where they started from. Uh, much like, you know, in Futurama, totally. where you can see, you know, that the ship was clearly sort of 3D modeled. But again, that uh-huh. works generally because, again, CG is best for things with a shape that does not change. Thing, big, complicated mechanical right. objects that don't squash. Large crowds, a lot of, a lot of like, waveforms or straight lines, vectors. Uh, there's a lot that CG is better for. And... I think we we sort of hit on it, but in not an, not as verbosely as we've been talking about it recently. The way that Klaus integrated um, a computer assisted yeah. animation, where uh, before, like you know, Disney got shit. I remember for Lilo and Stitch being computer assisted, and I didn't really notice much. And I I haven't rewatched that movie in in I mean, decades. It looks great. Decades. I've seen it recently. I think I, I think it looks, looks good too. I thought it looks good, but like point is they got shit. Maybe not for being computer assisted, but for leaving behind hand drawn animation. Um, in a in a bigger way than Lion King or whichever one was the first one they did it. Um, mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch was was much more computer assisted, and I thought it, it worked. They didn't they didn't ever uh, go beyond their means with it, right? Because it aged pretty well. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, the ultimate yeah. the ultimate deciding factor is kind of like boils down to just like how does it look now? Like it still looks good. They did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think what's tough about computer animation is that you can these days do incredible shit with it. But to do things in computer animation that it's traditionally harder to do in computer animation, as will always be true until we get like some way better shorthands and, and tech, it takes a fuck ton of personnel and a huge budget and time. Well, and that's well, why and Pixar can do it. The way that the way that hand-drawn animation is assisted by CGI, CGI is assisted by mocap, right? Where like uh the mm-hmm. best the best uh CG things we've ever seen have all used either um mocap or fuck, what's the word for uh the scanner oh, perform- dark style? Perform Oh, oh, uh, rotoscoping. Rotoscoping. Yeah. Yeah, rotoscoping, yeah, performance capture. We we know I know that video games kind of finally figured out the way to get good realistic performances is full performance capture. You know, face rigs, face cameras. Yeah. The way that like Uncharted or 
Which I called mocap, but you're right. Yeah, yeah that's not the correct term. That, that where they get not just the sort of full body skeleton, but every single face wrinkle and yeah, movement yeah, and, yeah. you know, actor touch that you just cannot, you know, computer doesn't do it. It's it, not it, feasible. Yeah. yeah. Like no one, no one can make artistic choices about what the tiny muscles in my cheek do. And it's not worth your time. Yeah. It's truly not. And so it's better, it's better to use that. Like, and, and I, I think that there's a lot of really exciting ways that CGI is getting really great and doing an incredible job, but it doesn't, I don't know. It's just, I prefer, and maybe that's just our shit boy tastes, right? I mean, like we've got this sort of like old school taste, but like 2D is like, it's got life and it's got intentionality and it's got artistry in every piece. Yeah. Hand-drawn animation is just the best. It's the best. Yeah. 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 And I don't, you know, I don't want to piss off anybody. Like if, if it, you know, if, if there are, there are obviously incredibly talented artists there who work on CG movies right? and stuff. Yeah. Pixar yeah. movies are good. Yeah. And there's, and there's, other, there's other ones. The, um, if you want to see the, um, the more recent Lupin the third movie in CG. Oh my God. Lupin they the did, first. Yeah. The first. It is an argument for that 3D animation can, can capture some amount of that, like incredible well, it's what stuff. happens when you it's what happens when you when you doggedly show up and say we are going to make these characters squash we're going to make them do all the stretching mm-hmm. all of the usual stuff that we do in 2D and we're going to find ways to make it happen in 3D god damn it i don't care how much effort it takes right obviously we have a we have a tendency to to truly enjoy 2D and i think there's a lot of there's a lot of case for it and this this foray into CG has been fun. I mean, it was a part of my childhood for sure. This sort of boom of of hey, let's try this out and voice it on kids. Um, but I, I, uh, I'm I'm not a sour taste in my mouth, but a a disappointed taste. I think walking away sure. after three weeks. Sure. Um, well, we did. Watch I'm glad Wheels. we did it because Battle of course five. that was honestly the best one. <laughs> if I got to be honest, by like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, I know. <laughs> it was kind of the joke pick. Uh I yeah, I mean we'll shout it out to to Patrick. I'm sorry if you if you if you rue the day you suggested this to us because we hated the things you like. But Patrick is our patron that suggested this arc. We're uh, obviously super thankful to all of our patrons who suggested things and I'm not going to say never to the other ideas that you suggested because some of them were quite good. And we we love all of our patrons again in a very proportional way to how much money they pay us, and and we would love it if you would join up. Multiplied with us as well. by how they vote for things that I'm regretting <laughs> increasingly. Uh, I think but, democracy uh, was a mistake. Is, and is democracy what, was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But that does it for this arc, my friends. Yeah, that's it. So I guess we'll see you next Tuesday. I think so. I guess we will. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move 
forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. <laughs> and you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. <laughs> it comes out most Saturdays. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me. And I've Read Dune. <laughs> And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content, everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. (laughs) Um, Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. (laughs) As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.